Welcome to Here to Thrive. I'm your host, Kate Snowwise. This is a podcast for people who are ready to step up and live a happier life. It's for those of us who are dedicated to understanding ourselves and getting the best that we can out of this thing called life. It's a mix of psychology and modern spiritual thought, always with a focus on practical advice so that you can take it back and apply it to your own life. I don't believe we're here to merely survive. I truly believe we're here to thrive. So let's get going. Today, I had the absolute pleasure of interviewing Guru Jagat. She is one of the youngest senior kundalini yoga teachers in the world and the face of the new kundalini yoga movement. She brings a fresh face to this ancient practice. Guru Jagat is also the founder of the Rama Institute for Applied Yogic Science and Technology, a yogic institute with locations in California, Colorado, and Spain. She's also the founder of Rama TV, which is an online show dedicated to bringing Kundalini to the masses, and Rama Records, which aims to bring a new genre of music both in and out of the yoga space. Her first book is about to be released called Invincible Living, The Power of Yoga, The Energy of Breath, and Other Tools for Living a Radiant Life. In Alicia Key's own words, she said, After meeting Guru Jagat and becoming introduced to the technology of Kundalini Yoga, every part of me has become awakened. I'm clearer, stronger, more conscious, and more creative than ever. I am in a place I always wanted to get to, but could never quite figure out the way before. Guru Jagat's Tell It Like It Is style is modern, relatable, and very doable. I love it. It's a pretty big endorsement from Alicia Keys, if you ask me. So today we are talking about Kundalini Yoga, what that is, and how it can impact on our happiness and lead us towards living those truly radiant lives that so many of us crave. I'm sure you'll enjoy this one. I had so much fun interviewing Guru Jagat. She is a beautiful soul. So let's launch in. Thank you so very much for being with me here today on the Here to Thrive podcast. It's an honor to have you. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. So I'm really excited to learn more about Kundalini Yoga because this is something that I've personally kind of been interested in for a number of years now and have really still done very little research. So I'm looking forward to being educated along with my audience here today. Awesome. Yeah. Have you, have you done any Kundalini Yoga? I have yet to do any and I live in Houston and I see that we've got one place that does it. So I really do need to sign up for a class. Well, we got to get you on Rama TV. This is exactly what I built Rama TV for, which is, you know, no matter where you are in the world, where I am at in the world, you can do, you can get a little meditation, a little, you know, holistic workout in, which is what's so great about Kundalini yoga is I've actually been thinking about this. Like my new, my new message for 2017 around Kundalini yoga is that it is true fitness. Cause I think fitness is an interesting word. And obviously there's, you know, the wellness and fitness craze 
is well um, trodden uh, at this point, but what is true fitness? And Kundalini Yoga kind of speaks to the whole of you, um, all parts of you. We call it the 10 bodies in Kundalini Yoga, but the more subtle parts of you, your mind, your emotional bodies, your psychological bodies, your physical body, um, all wrapped up into what makes you you. And I think a lot, a, a lot of people are interested in addressing not just the physical kind of fitness needs, but in the current situation that we have on this planet, addressing just the deep stress, fatigue, and, um, you know, the modern maladies that people are dealing with uh, in the technological age. So Kundalini Yoga addresses all of that, just even in one of our three-minute kind of exercises or, or what we call kriyas or meditations. So I have seen that you have a ton of stuff online under Rama TV. Do you want to tell me a little bit more about that? How is that a place that anyone can access? How does it work? Well, I, you know, I've kind of been part of my mission in getting these teachings out to the masses is I've really uh, wanted to build places, you know, just Rama TV is one of them, um, where my, my daily classes and a lot of free content goes up there every day. Um, so you don't even have to be a member, but also my YouTube channels, Rama TV and Guru Jagat YouTube channels. And then I have some content in other places that I very specifically because I want people to be able to benefit from the fast, effective uh, practices of Kundalini Yoga without having to necessarily go into a full yoga scenario. I mean, a lot of people feel very allergic to the yoga scene just because <laughs> they don't they don't look good in the spandex. I was going to say, or, I hear you. You know, like yeah, they, they feel yeah. like the pants are a little bit too tight, or there's almost a little bit of a pressure situation in some respects. Yeah, or they, yeah, they, they're not 20 or, you know, we're in LA and the yoga scene's very, um, uh, a certain way here to say the least, which is fine. Like it's, 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 you know, a part of the kind of kookiness of Los Angeles, but I really, I wanted, um, everyone to partake in these incredible experiences and, and practices. And because many of them are so short, which I, I give a lot of them in my new book, Invincible Living, many of them are very, very short and kind of concise and really to the point, which I'm a, I'm kind of a, a to the point person. So I don't like to, you know, I, I personally don't have an hour and a half every day to kind of, you know, hoodly hoodly around and, 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 you know, at the very end, maybe get a couple minutes of, of, you know, meditation after an hour and a half of kind of grunting around <laughs> doing a physical practice. So I'm kind of a person who I want, I want quick results and I want my body to feel better, my mind to feel better and just, you know, feel really kind of in myself as quickly as possible. So that's, that's my mission with getting these teachings out as far and wide as possible. So that leads really nicely into me and into my question around kundalini yoga and how does it differ from perhaps the traditional yoga that many of us may have already been exposed to? Um, great question. I, I think it's uh, definitely, you know, at this point, I mean, there's 80 million people in America um, who want to try yoga this year, and they don't, they're not necessarily differentiating between what yoga, but many people have experienced some type of hatha or vinyasa yoga in their gym or in a local studio. Um, Kundalini yoga is much more science based, and it's why I, I named my institutes Rama Institute for 
applied yogic science and technology um, because they're they're very scientific in certain ways. Not that Hatha isn't, but we're always dealing with some kind of new neurological pattern or renewed kind of strength in the nervous system or the endocrine system secreting properly, which then balances the hormones um, and, and also allows you to get good sleep and good digestion. And so we're, it's very kind of medicinal and uh, prescriptive. And it's one of the things I love about Kundalini Yoga, because I think, you know, we're in an age where many people are, are taking both recreational drugs and uh, pharmaceutical drugs for all their kind of maladies, um, one way or the other, stress, anxiety, and the like. And something that's amazing about Kundalini Yoga is that we have things that address all manner of uh, dis-ease. And, um, and, and at the same time, you know, we're, we're not against anything. You, you take, you do whatever you need to do. Um, but if you add some kundalini yoga, some breath practice, some, some physical practice to what you're up to, it will increase, um, you know, your peace of mind and your, your vitality and everybody just wants to feel good. Oh, don't we just, yeah. So I haven't seen in, in my pictures of you, I haven't really seen you wearing too much spandex. So does kundalini yoga mean we don't need to have a mat? <laughs> um, I, mean, <laughs> I like this. I like where we're going. With I mean, I'm a girl who likes a little lycra, you know, like give me 5%. I'm fine. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I definitely, you know, we kind of, we have a bit of a more high fashion flowier kind of vibe in terms of what, um, what I wear. I mean, it's my particular choice to dress that way. It's just kind of my, my vibe, but yeah, that's not, you know, you do, you don't. And something I do love about Kundalini yoga is that like at any given time I have people roll into class and they're like wearing jeans. Um, and, and it's great. I, I just love that everyone can participate and people bring their dads and their kids and their grandpas and their uncles and their, you know, it's just like, it's very multi-generational. It's very, um, everyone can approach it to some degree. You may not be able to, you know, do the full, uh, physical pose, or maybe you're, you're not able to meditate the full time. You know, a lot of people have, you know, the mind is so, uh, untrained is how I would call it, that it's very, the meditative parts of the practices are, are harder than the physical parts, but all in all, we, um, we need a clear mind and a, and a vital body in order to have a good human experience. So that's, that's kind of the goals, squad goals, you know? Oh, I agree. I definitely, I mean, coming from a psychological background, just I, I think the importance of our our health, not just in our body, but in our spirits and our minds is so vital to our overall well-being. So I yeah. hear you. Yeah, yeah. How did you discover Kundalini Yoga and how did you get on this path that you're now walking or how did this path perhaps find you might be a more accurate description? Yeah, you know, it does. It definitely feels that way. Um, I I think it should feel kind of both when you're when you're doing when you're um, doing what you were meant to do um, on the planet. Like it feels like you both found whatever that was, and it found you. And one of my messages for 2017 is: if you feel like you're not 
you know, in the kind of utmost of your skill set or what you quote unquote want to be doing with your life, or you don't know what that is. Cause I, I hear a lot of this, particularly recently, just the pressure of, of, of our lives is, is I think increasingly making us look at our values and, and what we do with our time and our money and, and how we kind of prioritize our lives. And I think that's an important kind of, uh, contemplation and act action, um, to really look at that. And so my message around this, and this is what I did is you're on assignment and whatever that is, whether you're working at the corner store or you're, um, teaching in a school, which is a huge assignment or whether you're walking dogs or whether you're a therapist, you know, like yourself, um, or whatever you're, and I, I don't know what else you do, but I know that that's your background, but whatever your kind of assignment is right now, if you engage in it fully in a way of making it generous and put and applying your skill sets and your intelligence and your creativity to whatever the assignment it is that you're on right now, you will find that that allows for kind of new assignments to arise. And then you, you know, this is kind of an organic way to find yourself more in alignment with the actual, maybe the more fulfilling parts of, of what you came here to do. Um, and that's kind of what happened for me. It's, it's been a journey. It's, it's not an overnight. I don't have an overnight success story. I, I'm a really hard worker. I'm from the East coast. I, I have an immense amount of work ethic, which really goes a long way in Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> and, um, so I, I have immense amount of work ethic and I'm very stubborn and I'm very dedicated. I'm very loyal. So I, I, I kind of stumbled into Kundalini Yoga post 9-11 in New York City. I had an, a really powerful experience. I was doing some other types of yoga at the time and I had a powerful experience. I, I really wanted to know more and learn more. I'm kind of a, an ever student. I'm, I'm a very dedicated student. And so I just went directly to the source, which is Yogi Bhajan, the master of Kundalini Yoga, who brought these amazing technologies to the West and was with him in the last couple of years of his life a little bit and got, got that transmission and then was, um, just fortunate enough, he put me on assignment uh, at a school, his his yoga, uh, Kundalini Yoga school um, that he created here in the 70s in Los Angeles. Um, and so I, I taught there for a decade before I opened my own studio. And um, it's just been one step at a time. You know, I just keep showing up and I keep keep doing what is asked of me. And, and there's a tenant of this age, which is it's not the Westerners don't like this, but it's obey, serve, love, excel. And so if you're if and obey really like freaks people out, they don't like that, word, <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm the I'm the ultimate rebel, you know, I, I, I kind of got on the spiritual path, because I always questioned authority and questioned what was going on and why. Um, and didn't, you know, I didn't prescribe to the religions. And I didn't prescribe, you know, I always questioned like, why, 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 why I need to have an experience, I need a firsthand experience of what that feels like to really like make my own kind of decision. So I'm, I'm, you know, and I definitely have that streak in me, I think all good seekers do. Um, but then I found Yogi Bhajan and, you know, it was, it's, it's obey, serve, love, excel. And so I really became, um, you know, I became obedient to whatever was being asked of me, which is not just, you know, by my teachers, but also just by life. And, um, 
And as anybody knows, who's a small business owner or who has followed, you know, kind of the, the, uh, not as trodden path, it's not easy. And so, you know, you're just, you're just like, you're just doing it every day. So that's kind of my, my story in terms of, I, I, I'm very dedicated to these teachings because they've changed my life and I've seen how much they've transformed other people's lives. And it's been just a, a, a one step at a time. And, and, you know, um, it's, it's been a beautiful journey and that's, and I, am just like, I'm very committed to being a student and I have a, a, a teacher who, um, studied with Yogi Bhajan for 40 years named Hadi Jeevan, who I get the grace of being with, you know, as much as I possibly can. So, you know, just good, good, um, gifts all around. And then I get to give those gifts in the ways that I'm meant to give them. So that's kind of my, my take on why, you know, w- w- how I got where I got. And also, you know, how for other people to get there. It's just like, be, be humble, be real, work hard and show up and things happen. Beautiful. I love that. Just treat life like you're on assignment. That is cool. That's going to stick with me. I like that one. Awesome. How would you relate Kundalini yoga to, to sort of our Western ideal of happiness? Well, um, that's a great question. I like your questions. Um, (laughs) Well, I, th- I, this is how I relate it. I, we're, our birthright as human beings is happiness and happiness is actually a biochemical, uh, it, it's a combination of a biochemical state, um, that then creates a spiritual or a, or a less tangible state, um, a connectivity, let's say to all that is. And the happiest humans are those who are, don't feel alienated and don't feel, um, disenfranchised, but feel a part of something more than just themselves. And, um, this is kind of the service aspect of, of that obey, serve, love, excel is the happiest people are people who are not, uh, constantly thinking about themselves. They're people who think about other people and, and in fact, probably do things for other people and are in service in some way. Um, and that's the human system is built to be generous and to be happy, um, and to be able to kind of, um, actually create the biochemistry of happiness, um, on a consistent basis. And that's, that's a brain chemistry thing. That's a blood chemistry thing. Um, and then that also relates to how, you act and how you think and how you feel. Um, this is kind of, I think one of the great gifts and legacies that the Dalai Lama, uh, the 14th, um, Dalai Lama will leave with us, which is that he is very, very, um, adamant about the monks and, um, the monks and also everyone understanding and learning the neuroscience and biochemistry of, uh, what creates thoughts and what, and then from those thoughts, then feelings and how feelings then create certain secretions in the endocrine system and the hormonal system. And that we can actually control those through meditation and through breath and yogic practice. And so, um, just any person, just no matter what your background or if you think you're spiritual or if you can touch your toes or, you know, any person can through some deep breath and through some, some 
training of their system, their, um, you know, different, different aspects of their systems, nervous system and, um, brain and, and blood and all this kind of stuff. They can actually not only experience happiness, but maintain an experience of happiness. So it's not just like a passing fleeting moment once in a great while. That's so empowering. I I really love the way you're relating it to all of those systems and physical processes in our body because that makes so much sense to me. I often have found kind of coming from a scientific background that I struggle sometimes merging that with spirituality and the way you're talking just really does bring those two together, which excites me thoroughly. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I think I think those conversations more and more um, are happening and need to happen. And it's a very exciting time in that way. Uh, the the study of the brain and a human potential and and consciousness and how these things relate. It's a very exciting time. Definitely I, I is. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Look, it seems yeah. like a good time. I want to hear more about your book, which is called Invincible Living and is going to be released on the 10th of January, right? We can all pre-order now if we're listening before that date. I I would love I would love if you do. Um, it's it's I you know we're 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 on a campaign to get these teachings out, and um, I do feel like this book is uh, it's beautiful, and it also has just a lot. Um, of value on all sorts of levels. So, you know, you never know. It's like you create something. I'm an artist and you create something and you kind of don't know exactly like the, like creating a book. is kind of like doing a piece of theater or, or film. It's very collaborative. And so there were a lot of moving parts and, you know, um, there was a vision. I'm a very aesthetic person. So there was a very aesthetic vision. It's beautiful. It is a beautiful book. I'm looking forward to getting my copies. So what can you tell us about it? What does it include and what can we expect if we get our hands on a beautiful copy? Um, so basically I, this is the feedback I've gotten, which makes me very happy. So from like a a yogi that is into yoga and has, you know, studied some, some, a lot of yoga scriptures or has, you know, some background in spirituality, they told me, you know, this is the textbook I've always wanted. So I was, that, that, that was like a great, I thought that was such a great, I just got tingles. That is such a compliment. It was such a compliment. And then I got, you know, I talked to several like dudes that like, you know, they may be into fitness, you know, they may be like cross train, like cross, what's it called? Uh, you know, cross fit. CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah. They're like CrossFit guys or they're, or, you know, they don't meditate. They've never done yoga or even like, you know, this one guy, he doesn't do any yoga or he's not a fitness guy whatsoever. And he said to me, you know, I read your book and then I was sitting, um, with a friend like at the bar tonight and we were talking about arc lines. And which I, I talk about, you know, this kind of phenomenon, which is part of our kind of energetic body is called the arc line. And I just thought this is this is amazing that these guys, you know, instead of talking about like whatever sports is happening, they're talking about arc lines right now. So I really feel like there's something for everyone. And that was my intention is that man, woman that, you know, I've had six year olds like not want to give the book back to me because I only have one copy right now. Um, <laughs> I, I let the six year old look at it in class. And then I had to leave and he didn't want to give it back to me. He was just like so enthralled with it because there's pictures. And so I do feel like there's really a takeaway for everyone. And that was my, my intention. Right. So you would see it as an introduction and textbook to really get us started on our Kundalini yoga journey. 
Yeah, you know, and also there's just, there's like a lot, even if you're not interested in kundalini yoga, if you just want something to make you feel better and you're like kind of sick of having a hangover, you don't want to drink another martini. I mean, that's kind of the vibe. It's like, this is for people who aren't even interested. They don't know what kundalini, I mean, it's- Perfect, it's for me. It's totally for me. (laughs) Exactly. So yeah, or you're just, you know, you're, you're kind of like looking for something that's going to, that's going to give you real results quickly. That's, that's the, that's the vibe of it. But then if you are a yogi or if you are someone to wellness, there's a lot of takeaways for people who are, you know, kind of more into, um, that scene. Beautiful. I'm really excited to get my copy and I'm excited that we're releasing this podcast just before it will, it will land on people's beautiful mailboxes or on their desks. Um, so yeah, it's, it's so soon. You must be very excited. This is your first book, isn't it? It is. Yeah. This is the, this is the first. And I, you know, of course the first is always so special. And then, you know, you get to, I have a friend of mine who just is putting out her third book and she was like, ah, whatever. <laughs> she, she's, she's adorable. Um, but yeah, so this it's is your first book, baby. I love it. Yeah, it is. It is. When I was going through all of the information uh, that was there to support your book, I noticed that you have a beautiful take on sort of the sacred in our lives. Could you perhaps share your take on sacredness and what it is and to wrap up the podcast? Yeah, thank you. That's a that's a beautiful um, takeaway. I, I I talk about something that is a, a – phenomenon or, or a concept in um, Buddhism called sacred outlook. And um, it's basically this practice because it does take some practice, but it's a, it's a daily practice of just making um, everything we do uh, sacred and, and having the outlook of sacredness. And that means everything like from, um, you know, the, the, the most mundane or the, the kind of, uh, silliest stuff we do to our actual, if you do have a meditation practice or when you're, you know, in the arms of your lover or, you know, the moments that make us the most human and, and actually open our hearts and break our hearts, you know, the, the, living a good life, a life well lived is a life where your, your heart is, you know, on the verge of breaking at all times. Like that's, that's the good stuff, you know? Um, and so the sacred outlook is just basically training yourself to see sacredness in everything. And Yogi Bhajan says it like this, if you can't see God in all, you can't see God at all. You know, God is a interesting word. And a lot of people feel a little nervous about that word, but he's specifically talking about the generating organ organizing and delivering aspects of everything of ourselves of 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 everything so that's the that's kind of the practice and if you just took that one teaching and you started to really put that really put that into action your whole life would become a much more uh delicate gracious generous experience oh, that is so beautiful so beautiful. It was so lovely to hear you talk about it in, in, in real life. Guru Jagat, thank you so much. I can't wait to get my copy of Invincible Living and I hope that my audience loves it as much as I'm sure they will. And I really appreciate you taking the time to come in and, and chat with me today. Thank you, Kate. And thank you for your very thoughtful questions and, and bless you for all the work you're doing. Wow. 
That was a real honor to be able to get to talk to Guru Jagat all by myself for half an hour. If you would like to pre-order or get her book after the 10th of January, it is Invincible Living, The Power of Yoga, The Energy of Breath, and The Other Tools for Living a Radiant Life. If you look up on any good bookseller, Invincible Living, you will find it. I've ordered mine and can't wait to get it very soon in the mail. I will also put links to purchase Invincible Living in the show notes and over at my website at www.thrive.how forward slash podcast 27. You can also go to Guru Jagat's own website, which is just gurujagat.com. That's G-U-R-U-J-A-G-A-T dot com. We also discussed at the start of the podcast Rama TV that is live streaming Kundalini yoga and recorded sessions as well so that you can do your yoga from anywhere in the world with Guru Jagat. I'm incredibly excited about this and all set to sign up. To learn more about Rama TV, the website is rama-tv.com. That's R-A-M-A-T-V.com. Along with the show notes, I've also included a couple of links to online articles that introduce Guru Jagat a little bit more. There's one there with Alicia Keys talking about Guru Jagat. Alicia Keys is one of the people that works with her and speaks incredibly highly of her, as I mentioned at the start of the podcast. I think we'd all agree Alicia Keys is looking incredibly radiant these days. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love if you would hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss the other interviews I do with leaders in the spirituality, wellness, and happiness space, as well as the in-between episodes where I share with you tips, tricks, and ideas on how you can live your happiest life. I'll be back next week with another podcast. Until then, happy thriving.